Hey, how's it going? This is Braden with Noble Sports Guys. I am privileged to have on my podcast today the awesome guys at Soren Sports, Braden and Alan. How are you guys Let's doing? Let's go. <laughs> oh, we're, I'm doing good. Actually, I'm doing very, very good, I would say. That's yeah, good. I'm doing pretty good myself, too. So it's uh, been a good day. Well, you're a married man now, Braden. We haven't <laughs> talked to you on a podcast since you got married. Congratulations. Well, Welcome you. to the club. <laughs> yeah. Just wait until you start having kids. That's that's the, I guess, oh, that's the next true. big step. We still step. have that to happen. We still have that to happen. It's fun. I recommend it. Uh, girl, Being a girl dad has been a lot of fun, I can say. I don't know what it would be like to have a son, but I got the girl column checked off pretty well. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so before we start today's episode, kind of like what Braden did a couple a couple weeks ago with the Colorado shooting, I just want to bring to your guys' attention that things need to change in Rigby, Idaho. So as many of you guys know, I lived in Rigby, Idaho. Braden worked in Rigby with me. He lives in Rexburg. And Alan, you lived in Rexburg too, right? Yeah, I also worked in, in the building – behind where you guys used to work at oh nice so yep. we all have a tie to rigby and on thursday there was a school shooting in rigby that was tragic it was at a middle school a 12 year old girl from what reports were saying was being bullied and kind of gave signs that she was going to do this and the school didn't take it seriously or something i don't know there's been multiple reports but regardless one, we need to be more kind to each other. I think that's the biggest problem right now in life is everyone is very bitter. And if you're different than the social norm, you get singled out. I don't know. That's just kind of what I felt like happened. Luckily, no one was killed. But that could have been so much different. Like I said, I, th- I, I think changes need to happen. And it starts off with the adults being kinder to people. I don't know. That's just my my feelings. I, I was kind of shocked when I saw Rigby was on the news because you never think it's going to happen in Rigby, Idaho, population of like, what, 800? <laughs> yeah, so, it's a small town. It's a small, small-knit community, and it was just tragic. So I think we need to be better. Yeah, I and guess. something that I was telling Alan on a, one of our previous recordings that we did that is going to be coming out soon. You know, there was this quote that I read shortly after the news broke. You know, it's this guy, and he was like, something his, I can't remember if it was his mom or his grandma, but one of them had told him, whenever you see something like this, look for the good that is going on. Look for the helpers in the community, those that are out there helping. And he said, the outreach of the community, the helping, the helpers, if you will, was fantastic. He'd never seen anything like it before. And Mm -hmm. There was many people at this high school where all the middle school kids were evacuated to who were handing out water, handing out pizza, being there to listen to these kids as they were quite understandably scared of what was going on. And this allowed them to just have a person to talk to and air out these concerns. And um, one thing that I read in that same article was this woman goes up to the cops and essentially says, here I am, how can I help? And, you know, the next couple days at work after I went back, 
um, at my next shift, there was so the store, and thanks to uh, a vendor's okay and everything, was handing out free cokes to the entire community. That's so stuff, awesome. Yeah, stuff you you would never have noticed otherwise. So like, while there, you know, understandably change needs to happen, I will stand on that platform for a long time. But instead of focusing on the negative, while we should, we need we should also start to look for the light and things like this, and that might. That will that will help as well. Well, Brayden, you remember Soraya, right? The she was a bagger that worked with us. Mm-hmm. Her mom, I guess, was the person that convinced the shooter to drop her gun. So I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. a neat connection. Like she risked her life and was able to save who knows how many more lives. So I, I agree, and it. As much as tragedy stinks, it's nice to see how a community comes together. It, like when the Vegas shooting happened, uh, Vegas is a very fast-paced city, and a lot of the times people don't care about each other. That's just the fact of life. But after the Vegas shooting, it was kind of cool to see everyone just stop and take a second to process what happened and show that there are things that are more important than just the hustle and bustle of life. So I agree, Braden. I look for the positive. So So thank you for your thoughts on that. Um, Well, let's get to today's lesson. First off, before we do that too, I don't know if you guys saw DK Metcalf. He competed in the U.S. Olympic trials yesterday. And for being a solely football player, held his own against professional track athletes. It was kind of cool. He finished with a time on the 100 meters at 10.36 seconds. So, I don't know. I was impressed by it, but I know a lot of fans were saying, but he lost. Like, who cares if he lost? He competed. He's got at least 50 to 60 pounds on these dudes and is like eight inches taller. So, uh, did you guys see that? I did. Yeah, so maybe there's a future – in track for him when he's finished with football. We'll see. <laughs> probably, I would probably give it a Tyreek Hill since he did track in college. So that would, I'll be, that would be one guy I would love to see do track someday in the world stage. I believe Marquise Goodwin, he was a wide receiver for the 49ers, is, was also an Olympic track person. I, I don't know what events he ran, but dude's got some wheels for feet too super fast and i'm on a an nfc west like fan fan page and they talked about how marquise goodwin was so much better i'm like hey at least he has the guts to go out of his comfort zone because i if i'm a football player i don't know if i'm gonna be leaving football at all i'm gonna probably stay where i'm good at so to see him (laughs) get out of that comfort zone was kind of cool so yeah and, you know, for those saying or just focusing on the fact that he got ninth, uh, we don't know how many pe- – I don't know how many people competed in the Olympic trials here. So usually there's – you got like five heats of like eight people going at a time. And to get ninth in the overall trials is not only a great accomplishment that we're recognizing here, but it also just shows, you know, he's able to compete with some of the fastest people on the planet at least when it comes to the United States, you know, athletics team. So that in itself is a great accomplishment. So we need to 
kind of stop focusing on what place he got and realize, you know, he doesn't train for, you know, 100 meter dashes like all these other athletes do that placed higher than him. Yeah. He, uh, he competed and and that of itself is a victory. So, yeah, I was impressed to say the least. I know he he missed qualification by I think 0.33 seconds. So he was right then and there. That would have been wild to see him compete in the Olympics for Team USA. I would have I would have loved it, but obviously he was beaten by professional athletes, and there's nothing there's nothing to be ashamed of there. So. I just thought it was really cool seeing football and track kind of mesh together for just a Sunday. So you guys are probably wondering why I had Alan and Braden on here today. They usually focus on all the other sports while I've been focusing on football. Well, I've been thinking a lot about the concept of minor league football, having a minor league because, you know, in baseball and hockey and basketball, they all have their minor league associations and I kind of wanted to bring them on and have them share their thoughts on what they thought would if minor league would be successful in football if it's a good idea if it's a bad idea so that's why they're on here today with me and I'm kind of excited for this episode so first off uh what are you guys' thoughts on a minor league system for football hmm that is a good question. Um, I really have thought about it. Um, I've been going back and forth. I I do understand why of the minor league, like a lot of like, it's just a, a lot of the players, um, several of them never get a chance to play. And when they do, they're not ready. They're not uh, ready for the big spotlight. And I get the need for a minor league. But also I think about, okay, how much football can people take? That's because there's been a lot of um, ways to find a way to like those that don't play in, in the NFL to go and play in the in other football leagues. Like the Arena Football League for a long time, um, it was great, and that's where Kurt Warner came out of, and look what he turned out to be—a Hall of Famer. But I think I've gotten to a point that I'm just like, you know what? I think it's a bad idea because how much people can take. There's been people have tried it; it didn't work. That's why in the other sports, like like in basketball, oh, like heck, you don't have to play in the G League because it's so global. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go play in Spain. I'm gonna go play in Russia. Heck, I'm gonna go play in Mexico or Puerto Rico. Like pull a gymmer for dead and go play in uh, or in China. China. Absolutely. So it's like for football, if you want to go, if the NFL is not for you, there's the CFL. Like Doug Flutie went there, Warren Moon went there. There's a bunch of players, several of them in the Hall of Fame that played in the CFL. So I think to me the the minor league football, it's not going to work. And then like players are going to be like, how much hits can I take? Because at the end of the day, do I want – do I want to be in the minor league and then move up and then later I get a concussion or get a blow blow up my knee where at the end my career is just over? So I would say to me, to be honest, it's just a waste of time. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Uh, I, 
I, I kind of am on the fence too. I was talking to my little brother about it last night and he's kind of of the similar mindset, like to play in the NFL, you have to be the best of the best. And if you can't cut it your first time, then obviously you don't deserve to be there is kind of his mindset. And to an extent, I can agree with that. But at the same time, you've got players braided. I'm going to bring up a player that, you know, well, uh, like Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke has potential to be an NFL great. He's just not ready for the NFL pressure. So I think maybe having that little uh, a step in between college that's not necessarily the NFL would benefit some players like Drew Locke or even Tim Tebow. Braden, what's your thoughts? Honestly, I think it's needed. Um, we see – and we can get into the nitty gritty of how we it would structure because health concerns is major in a sport like the NFL. Um, you can't, you obviously just can't have them go ham at each other for you know as we see in baseball nine ten years sometimes before uh, these players that get drafted are finally making their major league debut. So structuring is going to be a different topic. But I think it's needed because we see players all the time. We we see the draft and we go, oh, is this guy a boom or bust? You know, like, and while it's fun drama, you know, these kids, they they spent, I don't know how long, just dreaming of this opportunity to play in the NFL. And they get it, you know, like, and sometimes it's not the, it's a system they get drafted in because they're unfamiliar with it. Sometimes it's the coaches that just they can't reach these guys. So, like, all in all, it's just uh, it's a hard time for some of these players to adjust. You know, like, I while I think Zach Wilson, as Braden, you've talked about, well, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if the Jets system is going to be a good fit for him. Um, and people are going to label him as a bust, whereas if he got drafted into another team, he'd probably have a lot more success and be considered, like, a success. So having... Well, at least I think one or two teams of minor leagues uh, in the NFL would be successful because then you have these players, they get drafted into the system, and if done right, the minor league teams run the same systems, use the same language as your, your major league team, if you will. And once you make your debut in the big leagues, like you, under, you are familiar with the system, you're ready to go, and you're you're set you know and so i think it's needed in the nfl because we see so many players who honestly might not even be on the best team fit for them uh struggle and get basically kicked out of the league and i have to go find something else and i don't think that's necessarily the best way to do it the problem is i don't think the nfl will actually ever do it because that takes away the drama and the six the the viewership from the draft. I mean, we see any MLB and NHL draft ratings pale in comparison to the NFLs, you know? So it's, yeah, it's almost like a, well, I know you can gamble on like who's getting picked, like the amount of quarterbacks that get picked in the first round. There's all these dumb things that you couldn't gamble on. And honestly, I don't even really hear people watching the MLB draft or the NHL draft, but there are people that religiously sit there and watch the NFL draft. And like, I think Sam Darnold really got screwed in the Jets system. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's got potential, but when you don't take the time to protect your quarterback, 
I think the same thing's going to happen to Joe Burrows. They decided to, instead of drafting an offensive lineman, which I think they needed, they went with a wide receiver. And it's like, I understand you might need a wide receiver, but I'd much rather invest in the line because the line is what keeps the quarterback healthy. And obviously Joe Burrows was injured and had that ACL injury. And I, I, I think we're, I, I know I've been quick to judge players, but Braden, I know you say sometimes we're too quick to judge them. And I, I, I will agree. I think sometimes it just takes some time. I think first glance, Kurt Warner probably got passed up and it wasn't until someone took a deeper look into him that they realized, Oh, there's someone here. There's potential here. How many players are like that? How many players was their potential, but they got passed up because they weren't good right away. I don't know. So Mm -hmm. how do you think it would work? Do you, if, if there were an option, do you think every team has a minor league or do you think there's only going to be like 10 teams and. Uh, Say if there was a minor league team, um, now it's going to be okay. Like, because the thing is, we always talk about, oh, we got to build a quarterback. We got to build uh, the quarterback, 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 quarterback. But here's the deal um, it all comes down to the offensive line. Nowadays, like, like, you have to have a great chemistry, like, not just nowadays, but ever since, like, decades, you have to have a good chemistry with your offensive line. And that's going to be a. A big concern were like, again, like how how are you gonna keep the language? Because at the end of the day, um, if you're gonna do a minor league, you have to make sure that everything is aligned correctly. And for a football minor league, um, it could work, but that's gonna be my my only question in that regard. Yeah. I think we lost Braden. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to lose you too. No, I'm I know. still here. No, that's good. Yeah. I, I I most definitely agree. The fact that Russell Wilson has still not really been injured in his career with how awful his offensive linemen have been is impressive. So I I think it might ruin the chemistry. And I think where these little stupid leagues that come in like the XFL and all those other things. I think that those are actually beneficial if we could get them to stay longer than half of a season or a full season, you know, cause uh, I'm trying to think what was the name of that one quarterback who killed it in the FXL and is now on a roster. Oh, hmm. if you're still talking. It's something Miller. It's something Miller. Yeah. P PJ. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Braden just said, <laughs> I can't hear you guys. Let me see if I uh, if I can add him back. Sorry for that technical difficulty. <laughs> uh, no right. worries. I'm going to copy that link, send him. Yeah, and – that's one of those guys that really benefited from these little small leagues and was able to uh, 
when given a shot, he's a backup quarterback. But, you know, I'd rather be a backup quarterback in the NFL than not play at all. Because mm-hmm. even backups get paid pretty well. Yeah, that's true, because it's the quarterback. Like, the how football has become, and it's become more emphasis on the quarterback and less emphasis on, on the running back. So I – even – well, I wouldn't say less emphasis on the running on the running back, but still it's more geared towards the quarterback. Well, and then you have players like Russell Wilson who just make everyone else around them better players. And – I will wholeheartedly – I love Doug Baldwin. I love Jimmy Curse. Jimmy Curse – Jermaine Curse was not the same person when they traded him away. He's a free agent now. Doug Baldwin I don't think would have thrived in any other setting if it wasn't for Russell Wilson. Not that they weren't – they were amazing athletes, but it, it helps when you have a quarterback and other players who can make you better as a person, make you mm-hmm. better as a teammate. And I think that that's a lot what happened and in Seattle, at least. And I think maybe not necessarily a minor league team, minor league for uh, the NFL, but continuing to have these little like FXL arena football, like those Braden, welcome back. Hey, sorry. My uh, laptop. Are you there? I can't hear you. Alan, are you there? Oh, I'm still here. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, Braden, you're on here twice. Yeah, so I think one might be my laptop. The other one is my phone because my laptop decided it no longer liked my uh, apartment's internet. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Sounds about right. Good old Rexburg internet. That's the worst, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... You could always have my internet that just doubled in price just because it can. Who knows why, but I have Cox, so. But, Raiden, just to catch you up, we were kind of talking about uh, how the emphasis on the quarterback when really it should be like the offensive line and how a minor league team might throw off that chemistry. Yeah, I mean, and I can see that, but it all depends on how you do it again, right? Like, I don't know, because, like, if we run the same system and you call these players up around the same time, it might still work. It just all depends on how we decide to do it and how it it gets approached. Like, um, one thing is you we mention in hockey all the time how you need chemistry in your line mates right you need your top yeah. line to have perfect chemistry your second line and so on and if you run the same systems you you don't have to rely on that chemistry right away because the system and the plays and everything that you're doing is the same and therefore you you can trust your o line to understand what plays are being run and how to draw up the protection in a perfect light, so to speak, that won't that will allow the quarterback to succeed without have inhibiting the uh, team success in the long run, too. Yeah. Well, and something I do like about hockey too is if if their first round draft pick isn't ready to play in the big leagues, they give them a chance to grow. And I feel like the NFL is so quick to. You have to be ready to go, and if you're not, that's your one chance, and you're done. 
I think of like a Josh Rosen who was stellar in college and then got drafted to the Cardinals and was non-existent. They, they, they gave him one season and then drafted Kyler Murray. So it shows you how quick they are. I know Vegas's first round pick from 2019 just started playing for the Golden Knights like three games ago and has really stepped up big. And I, I think the same with the Colorado Avalanche, one of their, one of their, first round draft picks a couple of years ago just made his rookie debut and it's I think you just see the leagues that are really invested in making sure their players are a hundred percent ready to play in the big leagues and then you've got the NFL it's like nope if you're not ready goodbye you're done we don't want you anymore yeah and you bring up the avalanche there you know prime example is Kale McCarr he uh Made his NHL debut in the Avs' first playoff run after their terrible 48-point season. And he uh, stepped right up and made a game-winning goal in, in the playoffs, you know. And so you can have moments like this in the NFL with the minor league. But I don't think the NFL is ever going to do it. So Since they're not willing to do it, I think the best next option is keeping these FXL leagues, like arena football leagues, keeping them relevant because you see a lot of players go to, we were talking about PJ, was it PJ Miller, Allen? Yeah, that's correct. He was a quarterback for one of the FXL teams and Andrew Luck was actually, his dad was like the GM of the team or something. Well, he was a commissioner as well. Yeah, that's true. And Andrew Luck basically was instrumental in getting him an, NFL contract because he basically killed it in the FXL and now I mean he's a backup quarterback but he's still in the NFL and I I think if we can keep these leagues longer than half of a season then it would be good but I guess it's the NFL is the Goliath and you have all these little leagues and the Goliath is going to win for the most part yeah Yeah. Yeah, but also I also look at it this way, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, I'll mention it in depth. How much football do people want to watch? Yeah. You know, because like I could go like, for instance, like I love like baseball. I love watching baseball, I, not just a major league baseball, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down to Mexico and I'm going to watch the winter baseball down there. Oh, it's fun. The environment is great. The competition is great. Because people love that. You go to basketball, same thing. You know what? I, I just I, not only do I love the NBA, but you got the Spanish League, Russia, the Euro League, which is the Champions League version of of basketball in Europe. And then if I want to go catch a, a, a basketball game in Mexico, right ahead. Or even in soccer, where okay, you got the Premier League, you got the and some of their there are minor leagues as well that they have down there. Um, it's just a matter of how much can you take it. And then, obviously, look where I am at. I am in Texas. What is Texas is known for? They're known for football. Exactly. You got a lot of these high school teams. Like, I live in a town of uh, 5,000. And when football season starts, there's no pro team here. The only, you could say, pro team as the high school, and they just made the state final in the region. Uh, they lost it, but it was a great season for them. 
And let me tell you, um, that's all they care about. Like their high school football teams, just because if you look at the stadiums, how much they invest in it. So also being looking the perspective of the fan, it's like, do I want to invest in in a minor league football? And I think this is something that you have it's not just looking at the infrastructure, you also look at okay, um, how many of these players do want to be in a minor league? Some of them might just be like, it's just a waste of time. Or some of them might look at us be like, oh, I want to be there. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how much people are going to invest in a minor league football league. Um, that is yet to be determined. AF, the Arena Football League is possible. But other than that, how, how much can you invest in, in a minor league football league? Yeah, I know with arena football, teams are so quick to move out of cities, too. We had one here in Vegas, and they left pretty early on just because there's no support. And I, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head is how much football are people going to be willing to take? Some people are willing, like in Texas. In Texas, it's probably a great idea. Maybe in Alabama, maybe back east, down south, like where – College football is huge. It would be beneficial, but in Las Vegas, I don't think so because we only have one high school here that is considered a powerhouse. I and I I can't stand them. I think they're ridiculous. It's they're called Bishop Gorman. They're national. They're usually nationally ranked in football. They're nationally ranked in basketball. They're nationally ranked in all the big sports because they recruit. They handpick their players. And yet they compete with all the regular high schools here. And it's like, this is a joke. Like they blow everyone out and they've won the state. Tur- they won the state title like nine years in a row because no one can compete with them. And I, I, I just think yeah, I could see that as being the biggest problem is interest. Now, that's a good like point that you raised, guys, is the interest, right? But, okay, so the XFL, it, the more recent iteration that basically would still be a thing were it not for the COVID outbreak last year, it garnered a lot of interest, and people were watching it. And I think it's because they allowed their players to basically do whatever they want and say whatever they want when they were being interviewed, whereas the NFL doesn't. And so <clears throat> we saw that we see this a lot, like, uh, it took. It wasn't until fairly recently that the NHL started using the AHL as a developmental system. Uh, you know, minor, minor league baseball has been around forever, but I think one thing that could really be beneficial to it is, you know, interest may come eventually, but it's all in how the NFL decides to, if it decides to, how it's going to implement these 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 leagues as minor leagues and use them as developmental systems. And they're, if the, they decide to use, you know, because they decide to use the AFL or uh, the Arena Football League or the XFL, or even both, really, you know, they can then have a partnership, which keeps those leagues intact much longer than they probably otherwise would have. And we can see them grow from there, you know. Yeah, the league I would love to see the NFL invest in is that fan-controlled league that just started. Because I, I think it's an amazing concept. 
letting your fans generate revenue by saying, hey, if you pay this much money, you can pick the next play that the team has. And I think it's a genius concept. One, because they're bringing in more revenue. And two, it's it's a lot more fun to watch. than Like having to know that, hey, I picked this play that's about to happen and it's a touchdown. I, I think they're – there's ways that it could happen. I like, but like you said, Braden, I don't think the NFL is going to because it takes away from the drama, and we know how much the NFL loves drama. Oh yeah, to an I extent, they love the drama that they cause. They don't love the drama that players cause. I'm thinking of Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like that <laughs> That's kind of iconic. drama. They don't. I know. <laughs> Uh, that's the one thing I miss is Marshawn Lynch's interviews because half the time it's like, what are you even talking about? But, <laughs> like, his last interview with Seattle, you got to take care of your chickens. Like, just went on this rant about taking care of your chickens. And there was a lot of deep meaning behind it, but it's like, are you high right now? Like, what's going on, man? Nah, man, he just really cares about those chickens. You got to take care of them. Yeah, chickens, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I would I would enjoy it. I want to go because we – I know it's been rare that, in at least in the NHL, that you have your minor league team in the same city as you. That's almost unheard of. But Vegas is Vegas, and they say, no, we're going to do what we want to do. And they took the team from San Antonio and moved them here. And they're building their stadium now, and – I kind of want to go to a game just to see it because, one, one of their coaches is a former Golden Knight. And, two, I just think it's a fun atmosphere. You almost get the same atmosphere as being at the top-level game for half the Yeah, you guys just talked with Colorado. And and that's another one. That's another one, the atmosphere. I don't know if uh, minor league football will create that. Probably in the postseason, maybe. But that is another thing, like the other sports – that I, th- I don't think football, a minor league football can't create. Um, probably for the first weeks it can, out of curiosity. But I think it's just how are you going to keep up with fan enthusiasm? And I think that's one thing, creating a minor league football. And I think I just I just said this. It's not going to work. Like, yeah. we can talk about development and all, but it's all about the fan enthusiasm. When you see fan enthusiasm, then you're going to see the players be like, you know what? I can come into an environment where I know I'm going to be great, but also I'm going to just, like, I know I'll be better off because the fans are very supportive and will be encouraging on the, on the playing field and even off it as well. Yeah. All very good points. So, I feel like we're getting close to the end. We're kind of going back in a circle. Final verdict. Yes to a minor league, no to a minor league. Allen. No. Braden. Yes. I'm like in the middle, but I, I'm going to say yes. So, we'll see. I'll, obviously, I think it would be good for these players that get tossed to the curb way too fast, but. I don't think it'll ever fit the NFL's narrative, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do a minor league, like I said, there is the CFL or reinvest in the Arena Football League. Because I did watch Arena Football League for a while. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. So I love that they could tackle into the stadium. I thought that was really cool, too. Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. So if you're going to do minor league, go with the Arena Football League, but don't follow the model of how baseball does it because that will be a disaster big time. Yeah. Possibly. Big time. Just don't just don't ask the people. I don't know how a small town would handle a minor league football team, but a minor league baseball team, I think that can it's pretty you can it'll be pretty relaxed to do that. Yeah. And I mean plus if with the minor league baseball team, these small that's what a lot of these small towns that's their whole economy is those games. Yeah, exactly. So it if we have minor league teams in these areas of football too, like maybe that's a chance to increase revenue uh, and tourism to these towns. And we see more small town America, you know, so there's, there's a lot more benefits here than I think are negatives. But the problem is I don't think the NFL is actually ever going to do it because they love their drama and it would basically make their draft irrelevant. Like we don't, we don't see major league prospects for five, three, five years at most. Uh, or at least, and then hockey, it's a different story. I haven't quite figured out, you know, their stuff yet, but, like, it's it's a similar timeline. Obviously, you have players, you know, that are like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, who basically kind of spend a month or two, two in the minor leagues and then get their debut, and it's stuck ever since. But, like, that's a rarity in a lot of cases. Yeah, I agree. Well, not to take away from our conversation – but tonight is a very important night for NHL. It's Golden Knights versus the Avs, Braden. This game is oh this game is a big one. Yeah, you can say that again. Um, obviously, I'm going to say pick my Avs to win it all in this case. But I, I honestly don't know if they're actually going to do it. Um, the one benefit done. you guys have is Patches is hurt for us. <laughs> and he's our second... Leading he him and Mark Stone are like one and two the one and two punch and he's been out since the wild game so yeah and another thing is you know Mark Stone he leads you but he's been pretty irre- irrelevant in a lot of these mat- nights as ratchet matchups yeah so he, hasn't he needs been to able step to out him fairly well so um I just think yeah. the way the ads are playing it's not going to be they're not ready. Um, obviously, when you have Nathan McKinnon, arguably the second, if not the best, the second best player in all of NHL, like magical things can happen. Yeah, but, uh, it, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Well, let me tell you what's on the line tonight. One, it's a pretty close race between the Abs and the Golden Knights for the number one seed. If the Golden Knights win, they've won the West. And if they win, they also win the President's Cup because they have the tiebreaker with the Hurricanes. So regardless of what the Hurricanes yeah. do, they can't – they don't control their destiny. So basically, Golden Knights, it's – they, they have everything to win. Yeah. So hopefully they can step up. But I'm excited. It's here in Vegas, and we're allowing 80% fan capacity now at the stadium. So you know T-Mobile Arena is going to be rocking. So – It'll be a good game. It's pretty matched up right now. I think we've played you guys nine times and we're up 5-4. So, it's evenly matched. Well, that last matchup, I don't really buy a whole lot. I mean, the Az just barely got off their COVID break and were kind of playing terribly as they hadn't played in a long time. If at full strength, I think the Az are still going to win it. 
I I honestly think it's an abs game to lose. Um, I'm hoping we can win because I'd much rather play the Blues than the Wilds. The well, Wild, I'd rather the Wild are face hot. The Wild, <laughs> yeah, the Wild has been hot, and yeah, we struggled I've against them. Other well, you guys Boston, can't win in Minnesota for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, other than Boston, or it was either Boston or Pittsburgh. I don't know. One of those teams has the best record since February, and the Wild has the second best record. So, and yeah, so it'll be interesting. You know who I've got tonight winning the Golden Knights, obviously. So, I'm sure we'll be talking about it throughout our group chat. But thank you guys for coming on. Is there anyone you want to shout out before we get off? Well, yesterday was Mother's Day. Uh, I just want to shout out to all the mothers out there around the world, my mom especially. Um, it's Even though I'm from afar, uh, it's always wonderful to always connect with your moms. So I want to say hi to my mom, uh, especially hi to a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers around the world. You guys are amazing. Without you, um, we would have not pursued our dreams, our passions, and really develop the attributes that will make that make us better and want to help others do the same. So shout out to all the moms around the world, especially to my mom, and happy Mother's Day. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Said it better myself, Alan. No, just as just uh, ditto, Alan. Uh, shout out to all the moms out there who turn in, t- tune in to this. Uh, you know, there's a place for women in sports. And honestly, I think that's the best thing because you, even if, you know, sports aren't your forte, you, you know, you support your sons, your daughters who are, who love their sport and you're out there and you're cheering hardest than, than maybe any of the other fans. And so, you know, there's a place for you guys here, and we just love that you guys tune into this. Uh, but yeah, thanks to all the mothers out there. You guys really uh, let leave an impact on your children, and you, we know you do what you can. So just thanks for all that. I agree. My mom listens to my podcast. She, well, she tries to. Obviously, some days are easier than others, but she's about to be an empty yeah. nester, so she'll have. A lot more. I, I put quotations because I don't think mothers ever really have free time, but more free time. Mothers are always busy. I just feel like it comes with being a mother, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I, I appreciate my mom and I appreciate my wife who's in the other room right now with Penny watching, I think, 101 Dalmatians on repeat for like the <laughs> 40th time in the last three days. But and 101 Dalmatians, really good movie. So That's a classic, yeah. Well, she's been watching the second one. I didn't even know there was a second one. That's the one she's been obsessed with. So, But, hey, Disney Plus is amazing. It's got all the good classics on there, and I can't complain. It keeps her entertained when we have stuff to do. So, But thanks again, you guys, for coming on. I, uh, I like always, appreciate your input and your thoughts, and, I look forward to colliding with you guys in more episodes. Absolutely. And same to you. Yep. Yeah, All right. So stay, you guys, what was that? Yeah, Sorry, just Brady. stay tuned. Uh, we'll have at least three episodes coming out this week, everybody. So if you guys want to know more about Ulf Sterner, someone 
the first Swedish hockey player um, or about the Manchester Derby. Those will be coming out this week, as well as another episode we recorded that I don't really remember what it's about right uh, now. It's you, the Alan? impact of the World Baseball Classic. That one, yeah. <laughs> along with the top five athletes of the sports that we cover that never got to win an, a championship. That's a great, great idea for an episode. Maybe my top ten NFL players who didn't win an NFL or didn't win a Super Bowl. I like it. <laughs> but if you guys want to give them a listen, they're on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, you got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, they're on it. Go give them a listen, Soren Sports. Including YouTube. Yeah, they're now on YouTube. They've got videos of their recordings, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and give them a listen. We appreciate your guys' support. And... If you guys have any questions, please feel free to shoot me an email at nobullsportsguys at gmail.com. I'll be happy to answer them on this podcast. And I've got a future, a few more. Uh, I found out there's another women's football league. It's called the WNFC. I've got some players from there coming on soon. So I'm working that out. So I'm excited. Well, like I've been saying, stay classy, Las Vegas. And thanks again, you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, stay safe out there, everybody. Stay safe. Have fun. (laughs) See ya. Bye.